Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. My teeth are clean. My smile is bright. I can move through the world with confidence. Good. Yeah, you Uh, went to the dentist. Yes, I went to the dentist this morning and I, I never go anywhere or see anything. So I like what I didn't really make a huge effort, but I put on a little like Tom Ford cologne, you know, changed my shirts. I sort of primped before I went. I don't know how you even got a dentist appointment because I was actually supposed to go to the gynecologist yesterday and my appointment got canceled because of, I assume because of COVID-19. I had to get a test, a COVID test and um, give them the results, even though it was the curative test that is like shitty anyway. Um, Yeah. I just like, checked my app and it was gone. Wait, what's the curative test? That's the COVID test that they've been using in the city of LA is from a startup called Curative, which was invented by a 25 year old, like Elizabeth Holmes type. And it turns out that they have about a 50% uh, false negative rate for people who are asymptomatic. So the curative tests that everyone in LA has been using have basically been useless this whole time. Um, if you're asymptomatic. So people are like anything, you going and you're getting the test and then you're getting your results and then you think, oh, I'm negative. And then you, you, you do whatever you do and then you spread COVID. And that's part of the reason why it's so bad here. Yeah, it's really, really bad in LA. It's like all time bad. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird reading the news because like luckily knock on wood, you know, no one, well, I do have a, actually a couple of friends that have had COVID recently, but the symptoms have been light, but like I, it's when you're so isolated, you're not really seeing the damage and the devastation on a day-to-day basis. So it's, it's sort of surreal knowing that all these people are getting sick and dying around you and, and it, it, you don't even notice it. 
I know it's well, cause I've been really, really locked down again. Like I, I've been, I've gone through phases of being like more and less like hardcore about it. Like I've never gone, like I've never gone to like a bar or anything, but I've just been like, you know, would yeah. see a friend or something socially distance outside or whatever, which is like totally off the table now. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even see a friend socially distance outside now. Not right now. I mean, it's just like, I'm like one in three people have had COVID in LA. Yeah. That, that is a crazy, crazy number. I mean, I just read that in the LA times yesterday. I mean, that's just like insane. I'm not, it's just, I, I don't know. And it's like the people that I would see, well, I don't know whatever. Maybe I would. I don't know. Would you see me outside with masks on six feet apart? Well, probably not now because I like did literally go to the dentist and then I went to a bakery and then I went to a wine store yesterday. So I'm probably not the best person to see right now. Well, I feel like I went to Trader Joe's yesterday and there was a guy in there not wearing a mask. Really? The Silver Lake one? I, no, I never go to the Silver Lake one anymore. It's too annoying. I go to the one in Hollywood now. That one's less annoying than Silver Lake? Way less annoying. First of all, great part. I shouldn't be talking about this on a podcast because I'm going to ruin it. But like, you can always find parking. They have like a huge indoor parking structure. The one by then the CB2 like, where we went to the the Goop thing, that one? No, um, it's not that far. It's like on, ga- or on oh God, Oh, Selma. I know. I know what you're talking Sorry for non-LA people. This is so boring. Let's... But Sorry, yeah. talking about Trader Joe's, but that's the best. That's like low key the best Trader Joe's because of the parking situation. They don't always have everything. Mm. I think the Silver Lake one is better stocked. Okay, because I I exclusively go to the Silver Lake one because it's well it's close to my house and I always go early in the morning, so it's never it's never that crowded for me. Like I never have issues with parking. I just don't go after like nine in the morning. I just would never go after nine in the morning. Yeah, and just like even honestly at this point just turn just turning off hyperion is too annoying for me like i don't even want to drive on hyperion uh yeah it's a weird it's a weird street that people go really fast even though it's like not a wide street really fast or really slow there's always like insane traffic whatever i'm sorry we're talking about la even more now but (laughs) it's just we live in la (laughs) anyway but the hollywood one a guy without a mask and you know what everybody was cool Really? I would have, I don't know. I don't think I would have said anything, but I would have definitely noticed it and, and, and kept my distance. Well, I noticed it. Well, first he like, he had this like aggressive energy. Like he was waiting to be challenged. Cause like the, when I first like encountered him, I didn't even clock it. It was like, I just got a weird vibe from him and I like couldn't even identify why it was like, I, you know, when you're at the supermarket and you feel like someone is like pushing their cart too fast or they're yep. like in your way or it's usually something. me. Well, he was like aggressively like pushing his cart like towards me while I was like standing oh. at the freezer thing. And I was like, this guy has a weird aggressive energy. And I was like, what's his problem? And I like made eye contact with him and I just like, I just like clocked him as like bad energy. And then I like kept going and then I saw him again. I was like, oh my God, he's not wearing a mask. That's why. And he had this like vibe, like I, he could just tell he was like waiting for someone to be like, put your mask on, which nobody did, which I was like really proud of everyone for just being like, whatever, dude. Hmm. And um, honestly, like, you know, obviously I don't think everybody should go maskless, but seeing being seeing this one guy at the supermarket, I wasn't like 
I was like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I just, I hear stories from, you know, people that work retail that like get into confrontations with, with these crazy people. And it, it just seems really fucking tough. And I feel so bad for yeah, people I mean, having I know to work outside the house like, right now. Yeah. Like it sucks for the people who work there. It sucks. Like, it's like, just, I don't understand why you wouldn't wear a mask if you're like supposed to. And especially it's like, I'm, isn't the political climate like fucking so spicy right now? Like, do you really want to get into it about this? This shit? guy does. And this is one of the reasons why I try not to ever do any sort of shopping in Hollywood. Cause I feel like I don't want to stereotype, but I feel like Hollywood proper is just full of lunatics. Oh, the craziest people in the world live in Hollywood. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, that rock and roll Ralph's has been a magnet and for a madness my entire life. And like, that was my supermarket. When yeah. I was, there's a Ralph's called rock and roll Ralph's. Why? Because everybody who goes there is insane. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, a great place to live. Um, what else? Oh, okay. I finally got on a cholesterol lowering medicine. Oh, right. You wanted to talk about this and I will want to hear about it. Not Vesepa because my insurance apparently won't pay for Vesepa unless what I've exhausted it, it's like the holy grail of of fish oil I think and it's really expensive and so my insurance told my doctor that I had to exhaust every other option before they would pay for Vesepa um okay. so now I'm on one called Ezetimibi as that Ezetimibi and mm. the brand name is Zetia mm. and I've only been on it this is my second day and I think it's a placebo effect, but I also think that it's making me a little crazy and hyper. Is that a side effect? Absolutely not. I did an exhaustive Google search and no one has commented that it has made them feel energetic or hyper or whatever. So I think it must all be in my head or there's something else going on. Um, mm. Cause I couldn't even fall asleep until like almost one o'clock last night. And I usually go to sleep so early. Yeah, well, maybe you're just excited about or having low cholesterol. What? what would I possibly be excited about? Your cholesterol. Oh, that's true. We'll see. I mean, you're sp it's obviously supposed to be like as a part of a low fat, low cholesterol diet. And of course, because I went to the dentist this morning and the dentist is unfortunately across the street from a most the most amazing um, bakery proof bakery shout out i shout it out all the time on this podcast because i go so much but of course i had to like go and stock up on pastries after going to the dentist so mm, that sounds so good i don't know what i'm doing yeah i'm like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm not going to any bakery smart 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 from get myself a fucking birthday cake actually i'm definitely not gonna yeah. buy myself your birthday's I am gonna be 36 and um about three weeks so i've been on a i've been emotionally preparing for that it's since. tough every every birthday is is tougher than the last yeah i know I, 36 is like a big one for me because that's always been like a really like monumental age in my head for some reason mm. 36 like i've always been like excited to be 36 i thought 36 would be like a great year 36 is the age of um sorry hang on one second Sorry. 
36 is the age of um, Rebecca from the book Rebecca, which is like, because she's like the most like sophisticated woman in the world, like 36. So I'm like, this is the, this is the age, like, this is the one age to me where like, you can be like sophisticated, but still like hot. Sophisticated, youthful. I mean, you've probably built it up too much in your head. Like, I know I have, it's not um, true. It's not true at all, but but it's just like, yeah, I get I get the like mental anguish. I, oh God, next year is going to be bad for me. Yeah. Next year is going to be really, oh, that's all I'll say. <laughs> that's all I'll say in public. <laughs> but I just had a birthday last month. It was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. I'll just say next year will be bad. Supposedly it's the best one ever. That's for women. That's for like Kim Cattrall. I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just turn I into feel- Kim Cattrall maybe why not uh but that's the only reference I have for like someone who's happy in their 40s is Kim Cattrall I mean it happens to everybody so yeah Yeah, it happens if you're lucky it happens to everybody if you're lucky not to Rebecca never happened to Rebecca nope she died at 36 but that was her own fault no it wasn't that's the problem with that whole book Rebecca's a stupid bitch, just like Skylar White in Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, I guess it was sort of her fault. I don't want to uh, spoil it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a hundred-year-old movie. Uh, didn't she? I saw it. I saw it last with you at the yeah. oh, at the um, Egyptian. She faked cancer, though, right? Or did was it real cancer? I don't remember. No, she had real cancer. Yeah. She faked. She was. Okay, here's a spoiler alert for Rebecca, which is a, literally a book that was written in the 30s and a movie that was also made in the 30s. She was like um, a total bitch and everybody thought she was so great, but behind the scenes, she was actually like an asshole and she was also having an affair with her first cousin and right. she thought that she was pregnant and so she went to the doctor, but it turned out that she was actually, she had cancer, but it had like the exact same symptoms of being pregnant. And then- because she didn't want to die of cancer she like went down to this like boat house on her property and just like antagonized her husband until he freaked out and murdered her <laughs> but that was like her way of committing suicide and like the husband it's not the husband's fault and like the husband is the good guy in the book yeah well now you, i mean rebecca's a great movie you shall see it and not it's literally not, so good not the uh army hammer remake speaking speak of the devil <laughs> We were just talking about him. Wait, I forgot. But yeah, don't watch any. Army Hammer should have been canceled for that instead of the cannibal thing, which I didn't see it. But it's like, you don't need to remake that movie. It is. Because I, I really like that movie. And so I was like, oh, you know, this Netflix one won't be as good, but it'll, it'll be entertaining. And it was fun for about 10 minutes, just seeing the costumes and stuff. And then it gets, so, it's so bad. It's like worse. It's, you think of the most generic sort of color palette of a Netflix movie and it's like that, but it's the story of Rebecca, but no one seems to be having any fun. It's just so bad. I just don't get it because like, I first of all, I know exactly what you mean when you say the most generic color palette of a Netflix movie. Yeah. Like I'm seeing like army green wood, like yeah. a little pop of like orange here and there. Yeah, it's like and not I- quite primary colors, but like still, you know, you're in, you're just in the color wheel still. It's like old fashioned colors, but they're bright. It's like what yeah. old fashioned colors looked like before they faded. Um, but 
the thing about Rebecca is like, it's not a story that we could really tell now. Like we don't have those same values anymore. And so we don't have to cancel Rebecca, but we just don't have to like, there's no way to modernize it because now we would never accept the husband in that situation as being like a victim of Rebecca's bullshit. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this one, it was still a period piece. They didn't like update the time period, which would have been really funny. No, no, no. But it was made now. And it's like, we're telling oh, yeah. it now. And it's just like, it doesn't, it just doesn't track anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it just, it, they were, they were trying to sort of use a classic story, but gear it in the sort of, you know, algorithm Netflix, like, oh, it's cute. It's Army Hammer and Lily James. And then it just, it was just sort of, you know, neither fish nor fowl. Um, it really didn't work. And now poor Army Hammer, just for doing a little kinky cannibal play on his DMs. Just for being into Vor. Had to. Which is a really funny kink and has like some very funny, when Cannibal Cop came out, which was, it didn't come out. It's not a movie. It was a scandal and the man's in jail, I think. I mean, that's Army Hammer's next project. Should we do, should do like a Richard, Richard Jewell style cannibal cop movie i know he should produced by dan savage oh is dan savage pro yeah because he's like very sex positive i don't know if he's pro and army hammer but i do remember that he was like very like pro kink and when the Mm -hmm. cannibal cop thing came out he was like one of cannibal cops few defenders where he was like i think cannibal cop should be defended uh but Dan Savage, I'll just say he wouldn't be sexually interested in Army Hammer. He'd be more sexually interested in Timothy Chalamet, if you know what I mean. Interesting. Why do you say that? He likes younger men. His husband is like the... Have you seen what his husband looks like recently? Yeah, but they don't... They are married, but they they each have their own boyfriends now. Does Dan Savage have his own boyfriend too? I know about the other guy's boyfriend. Yeah, I think they each boyfriend. they each have their own boyfriend. God. Which is, See, you know, that, good for them. That's what I want from Dan Savage is just like the inner workings of his life. But who's his boyfriend? Is he his boyfriend isn't on Instagram? The other one's boyfriend is on Instagram. Oh, I have no idea. I just I don't even listen to his podcast. He was just a guest on another podcast I listened to. So like I got a little bit of update into his personal life, which I didn't really need, but God, I like Dan Savage has been a person. Sorry, we don't have to talk about him anymore, but I'll just say, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast too, that that's been like one person that I've kind of gotten back into since the pandemic started because like, I just, I, I've always turned to him in times of like uncertainty (laughs) because I, he was like, I don't know. He like brought me so much comfort when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. He, he was, I mean, I think a lot of his, you know, his uh, stances are a little outdated now, but back, yeah, back then in the nineties, he was the only person like for a you know a closeted teenager, like he's the only sort of gay advice columnist you could read in, you know, a nationally syndicated newspaper and like get tips and tricks. Yeah, and he was in like every single alt weekly. Yeah. And that was what I liked about him. He was like Starbucks. Like when I moved to Chicago, I felt like so alienated but then I could just get like the alt weekly and his column was in there the same that it was in like wherever I was reading it in LA yeah he was in all of them I mean him 
I guess Michael Michael Musto was just uh, was just New he York. Was, he was yeah. probably just Village Voice because it was so New York specific. But yeah, those yeah. two. The front Michael Musto was in the front of the Village Voice, and Dan Savage was in the back. That's right. Well, those days are gone. Oh uh, God, yeah. Um, Goop news. Oh God, I there is actually a little bit this week. I thought. What happened? So, and this is I'm behind the times because I think this Instagram post was is like a week old, but Gwyneth got dim sum in Alhambra and ate it in the park, which I thought was such a good idea. Um, yeah, that's a lot of good ideas. I, she went to Lunasia, I think, and got like takeout dim sum and ate it on the grass. And I was like, I need to do this. This is a great idea. Yeah. You know what? I saw this too. And she's eating it with Brad. Mm-hmm. That looks really good. Uh, I miss, I mean, I miss all types of restaurants, but like dim sum is one of my And favorites. she's dressed so this blazer is so um, Royal Tenenbaums to me. Oh, interesting. Uh, Elise is officially recovering from COVID. We, we wish her well. Oh, she had coves. Yeah. So uh, I first heard about this from our intrepid listener, Nicholas, who exhaustively listens to every single goop podcast that Elise wow. does, which I don't wow. know how he does it, but good for That's him. It's like he deserves a medal for that one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she was on with this like exercise guy who was talking about how, I don't know how everyone needs different amounts of exercise. It was so boring as usual. Yeah. Um, but sort of like 40 minutes in, she just, cause she, they're talking about how she's trying to get back into exercising and she's been really lazy during quarantine and not running and stuff. And then you know, right before the podcast ends, she's like, oh, and you know, it's because I'm, I'm recovering from COVID now. And it was a little, I mean, not shocking because a lot of people have it, but she kept it quiet. It's just like, I didn't know that, but that's fine. I mean, I feel like a lot of people get it and quietly recover and just are like, I had it and don't want to make a big deal about it when they get it. Right, right, right. Cause so many, I mean, so many people are getting so sick that if you People get really sick. It's really scary. People might not want to like put it all out there. Plus there's like, honestly, there's like so much like shame now around people who get it. Cause it's like, you know, it's like this whole thing of like, it's your fault because you didn't wear a mask or you you went out or whatever, which is like, I think unhelpful. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if you're in the public eye, I don't know how anyone who's really in the public eye deals with any sort of criticism because like the few, the few times that we've gotten criticism on this podcast like freaks us out we it's oh like, yeah and it's like you've always had to hold me back because like I've always wanted to like go insane on the yeah I say don't email. engage I still regret not emailing that guy on Instagram but you know what you're right no, yeah you're right but I still think about it sometimes and I still get as mad as if it had just happened oh totally yeah yeah, yeah. I do too um yeah. it was a really mean thing to say yeah uh, another thing that Nicholas told me about on Instagram was, um, Gwyneth was on Naomi Campbell's YouTube show called no filter with Naomi. Okay. Yes. What I have happened? to say it was riveting. It was 45 minutes long. I put it on double speed on YouTube. So it only took me like 20 minutes to listen to mm-hmm. a, the, the, I think the problem with a lot of these Gwyneth interviews is Gwyneth is the one being interviewed or no sorry Gwyneth is the one interviewing and she's not a natural interviewer and she's I don't know 
the other dynamic of Naomi being the hostess and Gwyneth being interviewed was so much more uh, intriguing. And it was like, she, I mean, obviously she's a supermodel and let's be honest. There are a lot of sketchy issues with her and Jelaine Maxwell and wait, what? Oh yeah. So alleged, this is alleged. She was like best friends with Glenn Maxwell and have might Glenn. have Glenn and might have, let's say, some ties to doing similar things that Glenn is accused of. Naomi. Alleged, yeah, Naomi. Alleged. Um, but yeah, just Google Google Naomi Glenn and you'll get some interesting tidbits. Uh, okay, well, maybe I will. I've got nothing else yeah. to do this afternoon. Unfortunately, yeah, they did not talk about this on whatever, no filter with Naomi, but. Mm, seems she does have one filter. Yeah, yeah. God. I mean, yeah, you'd think that, well, no, you wouldn't. I mean, it makes sense. Um, but they talked about how they met each other in the 90s at Bowery Bar while Gwyneth was hanging out with Sandra Bullock, which was cute. Yeah. Um, they talked about Naomi just quit smoking. So they talked about that for a little bit. Um, Gwyneth talked about nepotism and said it doesn't really matter anymore because now casting directors are just looking for people with lots of Instagram followers. So your background doesn't matter, which I thought was mm-hmm. an incomplete thought. Yeah, I mean, because like, why do you think some of these people have a million followers? Yeah, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Whatever. Um, cares anymore? I know. Seriously, I'm so done caring about anything, and I'm seriously gonna delete all my social media. Smart, smart, smart. Yeah, Twitter I, is uh, even worse than it has been these past couple of weeks. Oh my God. Tell me, or is there something specific or are you just in general? Oh no, just in general. Every, I mean, it's like that thing of people are being funny and stuff. And then it like, there's just been a lot of, um, you know, political discourse that I think is less than helpful or people are, I don't I don't want to get into, it's just like not it's sort of I know about, I totally agree with you I wish people would stay in there I mean I'm totally I talk out of my ass on the show all the fucking time but I do sort of wish that people would like I don't know I just feel like some people like are not as smart as they think they are basically oh yeah pretty much yeah everybody is not as smart as they think they are yeah um oh, Gwyneth talked about Naomi asked her what her favorite goop collaboration was that's and a great question it's a great question yeah that's the other thing Naomi honestly is like a really good interviewer and I would make if she had her own I mean I don't watch YouTube shows usually but if she had like her own podcast or like a talk show I would think about watching it because she's she's actually a pretty um perceptive uh interesting interviewer and she asks good questions okay I mean that sounds like a good question what what do you want to say you'll never guess her favorite collab her favorite all-time goop collab CB2? CB2, you did guess. Really? <laughs> yeah, because she said it opened Goop up to a new audience. <laughs> it did open Goop up to a new audience. That's kind of why I thought that. And because it was like the most, it was like her their biggest one with like a real store and like this like national brand. Yeah. And I feel like everything else has been like some niche, like, I don't know, like bo- sparkling water company or something that just like wants to do 
shit with them or whatever. Yeah, they have all just been sort of her friends who have other sort of boutique weird product lines. Yeah, except for Juice Beauty, which is like obviously a huge disaster. (laughs) Yeah, this is a complete shit show. And they really uh, kicked those guys to the curb. Yeah, as they absolutely should have. I mean, Juice Beauty was so lucky, so lucky to get that. And I mean, to me, maybe it was more of a two-way street if you really know the industry or whatever, but Jesus, that stuff was, it's like, why not just collab with like Burt's Bees? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom's of Maine. It was like so gross. I hated that shit so much. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm such a, I feel like when I say stuff like that, like, I feel really bad. No, don't. That's what people listen to podcasts for. Okay. Um, Oh, and then the big news is because Naomi also asked what new things Goop is planning and Gwyneth she didn't give many details but she said there's going to be a new vertical that has something to do with food that's all she would say but of course my antennas go up and I think it might be I mean I'm hoping not that I'll buy it because I can't afford it but like a meal subscription service seems like what they should be doing I mean, honestly, I feel like the one, I mean, I hate all of this stuff so much. I literally am still cringing that I just said the word collab. I have said it so many times. Like I've said it so many times so far and it's, I hate everything about it. And I just, I despise myself for using it, but I feel like the golden partnership for them would be Blue Apron. Well, I wonder, cause that they, they had a very, minor collab with the blue apron last year remember when Seamus was did like a line for blue apron yeah but that wasn't like it wasn't like goop right it wasn't it was like Seamus doing something and it was like it was as goopy as blue apron got it was like slightly healthier because if you do blue apron they have um like there are certain ones you can pick that are like healthier or whatever but it's very it's very like Weight Watchers adjacent like it's they it's have not, a Weight Watchers one. They yeah. have everything. They have Weight Watchers one, I believe. Oh no, they they don't, I don't think they have a, an official Whole 31, but they have like all kinds of shit. Uh, yeah, I I just don't. I mean, who knows? But it 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 after doing Blue Apron for for a couple of months, I, I, Goop does not seem like the same target audience as Blue Apron. I feel like if they did, if they didn't like do their own from the ground up, they would be collaborating with like sakura or whatever that one is yeah but then like isn't that what they were trying to do with the cb2 thing i mean yeah i don't know i feel like they want to branch out but they're also so snobby and like don't want to water down their brand that much so it's always like a balance to make sure they stay really exclusive and expensive to water it down i feel like you the ideal customer is like eating their blue apron off a cb2 plate i feel like they are one in the same I mean, are we the typical Goop customers just looking from afar and rarely, if ever, buying anything? Yeah, absolutely. We're the exact people that they're going for, which is like every day, your average ass Joe, who's just like, what's going on over here? Who's kind of into it? Who's like, I like this. And then ends up buying like things that are like between like 50 and a hundred dollars. Like I bet you most of the things that they sell are like under a hundred dollars or like under- under $200. Well, yeah, I mean, they, 
they come out with that top 10 list and who knows if that's real, but like, it's all the, you know, the sort of basic stuff. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the gold dildos. No one's buying a gold dildo from these bitches. Did you see, this didn't make my list, but did you see on the newsletter, they were doing, they had like a new dildo that was specifically to mimic um, getting eaten out. No, wait, but it's not them, is it? Well, no, it wasn't, like, they're selling it. It wasn't like a goop branded oh, dildo. I did. You know what? I did. And I think that one almost made my list. That whole article. Actually, it ended up not, but I did find the whole thing really irritating because it was just like, here's what you need to do for like your five minute detox. And it was just like, brush your teeth, masturbate. Like, what is this? I mean, it's true, right? I mean, is it? It's just, I don't know. Does it, are those detox or what was it? Self-care? I mean, I get, I don't know. Yeah. It was like five, like five, like just quit five minute tricks to like get you through quarantine or whatever. And it's like, you know, brush brush your teeth, dry brush, jack off. But I'm like, (laughs) and that's like, I mean, you know, I have very little experience in this world, actually zero, hundred percent zero experience in this world. But like, that does seem like a good idea, right? Because women seem to like that more than like, getting fucked sometimes i don't know what i'm talking about but it seems like this is a great sort of avenue to expand in oh you don't have to answer getting eaten out yeah like if you should have you have your 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 dildo for fucking and your dildo for getting eaten out and it's like oh i mean that's like an old i mean they have a lot of them that are like focused on the that instead of like penetrative because, but yeah i think this yeah. one is like it's it's actually supposed to like mimic the motion of a tongue they've had those forever too remember when they when anna nicole smith went to the dildo store and she there was one on the old anna nicole smith show there was this episode where she goes to i guess it was like the hustler store or something like right when it first opened and they like pulled this massive dildo out to show it to her and it was just like <laughs> Big, like I don't know what it was made of, like a latex like tongue that was just like flopping around like it just like the whole tongue like vibrated and she was like I've got to have that that so, like, show is the most irresponsible show to ever be on television I know it's, they killed her. well they didn't kill her but it didn't help they contribute I always think of Real Hustos of New York when Aviva said to Sonia that she's going to end up like Anna Nicole Smith and Heather confronted her about it. And then Aviva tried to play it off. Like it was a compliment. She's like, no, she's beautiful. She's great. And then Heather's just like, but she died Aviva. <laughs> it was so, it's like one of the best moments ever. If you show. tell someone they're going to end up like Anna Nicole yeah. Smith, they don't mean you're going to be like a guest jeans model. <laughs> they mean everything else. Uh. Yeah. Um, oh my god i did a podcast about her yeah that's what i was thinking of it was great thank you it was everyone should go listen to the experts and specifically to that anna nicole episode because it really covers all the bases yeah we did we covered a few we did a few episodes oh yeah because you did a whole series about her that's right yeah poor woman oh yeah yeah um oh the other only other thing on the naomi show was they were talking about the diets that they're on and Naomi was recommending some sort of sardine diet that's like all you eat is sardines um and you can get like you can have a few grains of rice and um Gwyneth (laughs) Gwyneth is now trying alternating bone broth and smoothies 
what hey it's january baby alternating bone broth and smoothies yeah all liquid she she's on some she has did you there was an instagram picture too of like all these like liquids in mason jars in her fridge and i didn't really want to click on it because it seemed too depressing but i think this is the uh the cleanse that she's doing a bunch of mason jars with a bunch of like juices in them yeah it's like let the healing begin she says um she must have started after her big dim sum brunch well that was the caption on the dim sum brunch she was like need to start a detox like yesterday like (sighs) she never learns she never learns that your body doesn't need to detox as dr jennifer gunter says yeah let's just say she made my list this week she did i see <laughs> you're always paying attention to her when i need to have been paying attention to, her. to me she has she it is the it is the yang to gwyneth's yin or the yin to gwyneth's yang i need i need to spend almost as time almost as much time well also because she's so prolific on twitter and like mm-hmm. i can't bring myself to unfollow her and so it's i mean but then when you try to go and like look at her tweets and try to find one you realize how insane she is because she i mean it's amazing i i cannot believe that she's still practicing doctor there's no way i don't believe it i don't she's be- like you know that doctor like dr eugene whatever who's like apparently been like lost his license or something oh, the, and- tr- the trump cr- the eugene goo that guy yeah she's yeah. like him just like totally. a person who never stopped she just never stopped tweeting and it's crazy because she she tweets she has to tweet 50 times a day then she's you know raising twins she has her fake boyfriend. Then she, now she's like so into cooking. I swear to God, every night she's cooked this like really fancy meal. And I'm like, what? This would take well, me all afternoon. Doesn't she claim the boyfriend is cooking it? I, I think sometimes, but I think sometimes she claims to do it. But it's obviously a, a, a Norman Bates situation and it's just one person. Right. <laughs> That's exactly it. She is the Norman Bates of her own boyfriend. It's, it's reversed gender norman bates where instead of the old lady wig it's that's her real hair and then she puts on i don't know maybe she does like full Not, drag king like um murray hill <laughs> she does well like, we've never seen a picture of him and all of the pictures of him that she posts or he posts pictures of her and their selfies yeah it's very strange so explain it i mean apparently he's just very private but and, but and why I is swear- he posting selfies of her? Why isn't he taking the pictures? Yeah, I mean, I have. Has anyone else ever posted a selfie of you? What is that? I, I mean, it's astonishing in how many how many people she is she's conning. Uh, his his Twitter handle is at Dr. Jen adjacent. All he tweets about is Dr. Jen and how great she is, the things that she's doing with her hair, and then he posts selfies of her. Someone explain it. Why? Not yeah. Why would he even have a Twitter account if he only tweets about her? Like that's not normal. Send her in these fucking dust ups she gets into with like Marianne Williamson yeah. or whatever. That's the only reason that he even has it. Um. And like, I swear. I mean, I'm sure you know, like attracts like, but their voices on social media are so similar. It's. It is like. It just seems like the same person. You guys look. It's just. It's just a, it's just a, we're just asking questions. Alleged, asking, alleged, 
Alleged. Jen Gunter not has her, the same mental disorder as Norman Bates, alleged. And if you're her and you're listening, please, we don't want to interact with you. No, but you know what? I say, prove it to us. Let's just have one little picture or just don't even have a picture of him. Just say what his name is. His name is um, Dr. Jenna Jason. Dr. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Jenna Jason. I mean, how cucked. I mean, I, you know, I love different, you know, sex roles and like, you know, gender fluidity and like, you know, the, the, the woman can be the dom and all that stuff is great. I love it. But like, you're fucking cuck. I mean, it's like, I honestly would be like sort of repulsed and terrified if like Brian started a pot, like a a Twitter account that was like Aggie Aggie adjacent. I mean, it tells you if, if he is real, that's almost more sorted. Cause like, She's so narcissistic that she lets her significant other create an entire persona only about defending her yeah, and like that, encourages like, it. If he's real and their relationship exactly is such that like that would be like that's like a normal thing to happen between them. That's like deeply disturbing. And like this man's identity is like totally gone. Like he's losing himself into this woman in this relationship. And he's constantly tweeting about how she's Wonder Woman and he's Wonder Woman's boyfriend. He's like this Ugh. guy from Wonder Woman. And he and it's just it's not true. And he's he she's not a superhero. She's a human being. And like so are you, Dr. Jenna Jason. Like find your own voice. Like mm-hmm. be your own man. Stop this. It's humiliating. Yeah. It's excruciating to watch. It's excruciating. Actually, I just realized I follow on my secret alt account that I never use except for to stalk people. So don't bother trying to find it. Um, but I follow him, but not her. <laughs> oh, she must she must actually like be really stewing about that. Yeah, she probably like literally knows every single person who follows her. I am this- honestly so surprised that she's never like come out, come at us. <laughs> I really never want her to because I mean I don't want to hear game. it. I don't hear it. After the uh, my my very very minor for it, t- dipping the toes into asking her about some of her stances against Marianne, I got inundated with Dr. Jen stands and I know I you, you were the only person to defend me. <laughs> I know, but unfortunately, it's like a private account with no followers, yeah. so like it didn't really do much. <laughs> but I think. The- who saw it could at least the people who tweeted at you saw the response yeah and i i gave up pretty quickly because i i will never i will never win a twitter argument with jen gunter i i i know that about myself well you could but you'd have to keep going you'd have to go you know you have to like, i'd have to really go deep and hard really go hard uh, i'd have to really do some private detective work and and uncover the truth about her relationship which alleged i'm not about to do i'm just like on I'm just on her Twitter. I'm on his Twitter right now. Oh my God. Um, just like going through it. And it's so crazy. Yeah, it's just like he just replies to her and is like, you're so right. Or like, isn't she great? <laughs> I mean, that there's is there's something wrong. It's clearly the same thing as that. Remember that Republican um, guy, like that Republican, I don't know if he was a state senator or something, who forgot what account he was tweeting from. And he was like, as a gay black man, as a gay black I think man, Trump yeah. is great. And then he had to get like Patty LaBelle's nephew to pretend that it was him or something. Wait, I didn't know about that last Yeah, because then a video came out with like a real gay black guy being like, it's me, I am real. But then it turns out that that person is Patty LaBelle's nephew. And then it turns out that either 
we don't really know either he was he like paid him to do this video or the other um the other uh theory is that they are in a gay relationship with each other wow okay so you followed this a little bit closer than i did i love um people i love that it's fascinating to me when people pretend to be someone they're not a scammer i love a, I love a I love a scammer. I love a, um, I love a Hilaria. I love a Rachel Dolezal. I love uh, Jen Gunter adjacent. I love all of them equally. Yeah, they're all good. I love an Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, I love. Science uh, and why. Who? Sciencing why. Science who? Sciencing why. Who's sciencing by? She was, um, <laughs> I don't... she was this like bisexual scientist who was like forced to work. Even though there was COVID, she was like forced to work at the University of Arizona and teach classes. And then she got COVID and died, but it turned out oh. she never existed. It was oh, like, wow. it up. Oh, and great. also like they, they didn't force their professors to teach through COVID at, at the, oh my um, God. At yeah, the those people, I mean, it's sad. It's like the woman who pretended to be in um, the, the world trade towers during nine 11 and like, Oh my God. I know that was, did you see the documentary? About yeah, her? It's, that was so in, it's so intense. It's really good. Yeah. The woman was it called the woman who wasn't there? The woman who wasn't there. Yeah. Look it up. All right. Enough dilly dallying. Let's God. get into these newsletters. I've been pushing putting this off. Like I let's just get through this because there I really didn't. I don't know. There's not much. Yeah. What was your what was your best? Let's see. Oh, my best was the piece about protecting your hands. We've spoken about this very briefly on mm-hmm. this podcast, where I realized that like your hands and your um and your neck are like two huge problems that we have you know um in our like as we age because like they just don't get as much attention and I my aunts told me like a couple months ago that like she always puts sunscreen on the back of her hands and I was like oh my god I never did that before like I never considered doing it but of course I should be doing that, of course. And then, so since then I do always put it, I put it on my face and then I just like, kind of like rub it into the back of my hands. Yeah. But then there was this whole piece that I'm like trying to pull up right now because sorry, like I literally was like, so not even thinking about actually talking about the newsletter in the first half of this podcast. <laughs> but um, that just has this like long list of like steps to take to like protect your hands, which includes sunscreen and like moisturizer. And then they're like exfoliate your hands, like do all the stuff to your hands that you do to everything else. And it's like, yes, like I never, if I like exfoliate, it never goes on the hands. They were like, use those fucking goop pads on your hands, like use everything on your hands. And they're so right. Like my poor hands, like I need to treat them so much better than I do. We spend so much time and effort treating our face but like other than our face what other part of our body is out in public more than our hands like it's it's we should be given giving exact the exact same amount of effort to our hands I did purchase at the beginning of detox or oh my god detox I'm out of my mind at the beginning of quarantine um I did purchase some uv protecting um gloves okay yeah yeah and I occasionally will wear them, but I'm scared that they like, I don't know. I just always feel like these have COVID on them because like, I'm scared of like anything I wear on my hands in public. So I kind of have stopped, but I don't know. 
Yeah, I should probably, I mean, back in the day, yeah, people would have their, their like sun gloves and their driving gloves and stuff. And um, people used to wear like hats and gloves and it's like, I don't know why we stopped. I mean, people still do it, but not, it's not the same. No, I guess people now use sunscreen and, but I, you should probably just be using everything, sunscreen and protection. Sunscreen, hats, gloves, everything. Ugh, um, my, my I'm going to pay more attention to my hands. No, smart, no. smart, smart. Cause you, is your hands and your neck. Cause you don't want to turn out like, um, you know, a horrific combination of Mitch McConnell and Madonna. No, I don't. That's correct. I do not want to do that. <laughs> uh, What's your best? My best was ah, so simple. So great. So fun. They just need to keep doing this. It's the healthiest grocery store swaps. Oh no, Brian. You don't like it. It was my worst. This is catnip to me. I love a ranking. I love a t- taste test. I love, I just, I love all of it. Um, okay. Here's why it was my worst. Well, sorry. You, you go on and say. No, I, I don't have anything like deep to say about it. It's just, I love, I love the simplicity of it. I love, I love thinking, oh, I could go to the grocery store and get these items. Like it's, it's, it's a low barrier to entry. It's inclusive. Um, and I like because you could go on any, you know, any food website or whatever and, 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 or America's test kitchen. But I, I like that these are specifically sort of weird alt goopy items. And there's no scientific method to this. This is obviously just like pay for play, <laughs> but I, I, I enjoy the effort still. See, to me, these items are all like very like spawn con Instagram products, like the Siete tortilla chips. Okay. These things are getting pushed on me left, right, and center from all these bitches that I've been following on Instagram Mm. for years. And like the other one that has been pushed on me several times are these unreal candies, like these are like candies for people who are on keto. The grain-free chips are like for like, you know, like whole 30-ish, like low carb people, which by the way, I don't want to get too political, <laughs> but we're going to at some point have to talk about how like the guys who storm the Capitol are like literally all paleo. Oh yeah. And like, there's so much crossover with that. It's the Jor- Jordan Peterson effect. Like, I don't, well, also it's from the, um, uh, what's that gym they all go to? That's like really hard and it makes you throw up. CrossFit? Yeah. Oh yeah. CrossFit is big in that, that world. Totally, totally. And that insane Marjorie Green. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does CrossFit. She owned a CrossFit. That was like her claim to fame. She like built, she had like the most successful CrossFit in like Southern Georgia or wherever she's from. That is interesting. I mean, the the one right wing guy I follow on Twitter is um, Mike Cernovich, and he he's so into like that like grass fed beef. It's all yeah, it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's like they're really into like primal eating or whatever. Anyway, so like that's the kind of stuff, and I feel like that stuff is like at its peak when we get into like no offense, like I'm not saying anything bad about these companies, but it's just like the vibe of like these like four grams of sugar gummy bears and stuff. Like it doesn't feel goop to me. Okay. So it's like, it feels to me like how, you know, goop and Alexander Jones, like are selling, that's his name, right? I think he goes with Alex. Yeah. Alex Jones, like how they like sell the same stuff, but it's just like, 
packaged differently. Like, I feel like we're getting into the Alex Jones with the branding a little bit. And I want to like bring it back to Goob. I 100% agree with your argument here. I, I guess because I, I don't really, I, I barely use Instagram. I don't get all, literally all, I think if you're a gay guy, the only Instagram ads you get is like underwear ads. I don't get any of these food ads. Oh, I get... Well, all I, like, I literally only follow, like, these people, and I just, I stare at it, I watch this stuff hours on it, like, I, instead of sleeping, I watch ads for this yeah. product. Like, yeah, the this only, if life. I scroll Instagram, it's just guys flopping around in their boxer briefs. <laughs> That's oh all I'm getting. God. I mean, I do see a lot of women's asses, but it's like, they're trying to sell me the leggings, and it's really pornographic and grotesque. Um, But I, no, I understand what you're saying. I, I wonder if there is a, a a a link between your low carb diet and your political extremism. Like, do the centrists eat the most carbs? It's like Amy Klobuchar having a Minnesota hot dish, and then you like, and Joe Biden, you know, having his oatmeal, and then you branch out from yeah. There. I feel like the centrists eat like the standard American diet, like the the food pyramid. I feel like the centrists eat like blue zone, like kind of blue zone, but kind of American, like like they have like low fat dairy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a string cheese. A low fat string cheese. Yes. And then the Republicans are low carb and then the um, leftists are like vegan. You know that the centrists are getting in on all this like garbage diet shit too. Like I, I don't know why I still do, but I sometimes listen to Pod Save America, and I they all listen to it this week too for some fucking all reason. all their ads are like green juice, this low carb. Like it's all so maybe everyone is just doing it now. I guess it's just everyone. Um, left, right, and center. But I guess to me, what I just like the theme of tasting things and testing things and no so next time i'm in the market for for instance a vegan butter or well yeah there's not many things on this that i would actually buy but like i will know i will sort of have in the the back of my mind oh you know try this one because goop recommends it yeah that is a good that mikios or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. That's just like a little mikios. a little thing to keep in mind next time you're at the old grocery store Next time you're at the old grocery store. All right. Uh, well, okay, so that sorry. so that was your worst. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my worst, guys. And we talked. We've already talked about her a lot, but I'm going to talk about her more. Mm. Jen Gunter mm. got on TikTok. What? She opened a TikTok account and she posted a TikTok for the first time. Uh it is, it's as if, and I, to be honest, you know, I barely look at TikTok. I do have to say there was something and I, maybe I'm, I don't know what I'm, what's going on now, but like there was some TikTok challenge where it was just guys um, like flopping around their ass cheeks. So I, I was looking at that a little bit, but uh, <laughs> wait, what? There's, it's called, this is so embarrassing. It's called the big bank challenge. And it's like you there's some song where they talk about um it's like what does it say uh small waist pretty face but i got a big bank and then they turn around and they like twerk a little bit okay and so there are all these like like track star guys and like swimmers doing it and it was you okay. know, let's just say so I, got lost, I got lost a little 
Yeah, I get it. I, I spend, I feel like TikTok for me is like, I open it up. I start scrolling. Next thing I know it's four o'clock in the morning. I get really, I will watch TikToks all fucking night long. Uh, well, I, you missed, you missed this one. Cause somehow. I guess apparently according to Jen Gunter, that there was some TikTok trend that was telling girls to put, to do vaginal cleansing melts. She's lying. And so she decides to do a TikTok refuting the vaginal cleansing melts. And it is literally the most embarrassing thing. I can't even imagine that anyone would watch it. Because first of all, aren't TikToks always supposed to be like to music or like do a little dance? Like, are you just supposed to talk on a TikTok? They have, they sometimes they do. Just, okay, because I don't know. She's, she, I mean, honestly, and I'm going to offend maybe some people who are fans of her political career, but she, it, re- it reminded me of like Elizabeth Warren stare, like doing like a video. <laughs> That's what it seemed like to me. <laughs> and I, I should take that back. I like Elizabeth Warren, guys. Guys, I like Elizabeth Warren. Don't. It's there. Nobody's worried about Elizabeth Warren right um, now. But she's just like, guys, actually, vaginal cleanses are not good. And, um, oh, God, I'll, I'll put some of the audio in maybe when I edit this. It's just so I embarrassing. I didn't know that. First of all, I like, like I said, I literally am on TikTok all the fucking time. I've never seen that. But I've also never seen the bank one. So maybe like you just don't see everything yeah well the only the only reason i saw the big bank challenge is because there's a lot of like horny people on twitter that i follow like like people in their 30s and that's all i see on tiktok is whatever people on twitter link to so i just will see some funny gay guy that i follow on twitter posts like oh my god i'm gonna bust and then just like links to these guys (laughs) working and then i go down a tiktok uh hole for a long time (laughs) I mean, I get it. Like they have like, cause these challenges, it's like, you want to see everybody do the challenge. They're so sexual. And I honestly, I'm like, I don't, how old are these people? These are teenagers. Some of them are teenagers. I have to say, I think. I think some of them might be really young. Yeah. It's like, I mean, they're all, there's no nudity, but it's like, it's, it's a delicate situation. Let's just say It's definitely delicate. It's definitely delicate. And it's like, I don't know, like, the people some people on tiktok are just like so good looking it's like insane it's crazy it's i felt i mean it's like wow i didn't realize how fucking ugly i was like because these are like allegedly these are like regular people with regular lives that are not like hollywood stars and they're some of them that like really big on the app so it's not like every i mean there are probably like a lot of people doing it that you don't see because they don't it's like an algorithm you know um but yeah i i will because i'm insane i will definitely keep updated on jennifer gunter's twitter or twi- uh, tiktok oh the other funny thing is she got immediately banned from tiktok um temporarily because you know her like tagline is like come for the sass stay sex, for the sex for or whatever the yeah 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 um because it said sex in there she got like a 12 hour uh, sorry TikTok jen man. we don't mm-hmm. fucking play those games on tiktok okay you can't say sex but you can like do a challenge where you like crack an egg in your ass cheeks <laughs> it's like, so em- embarrassing she looks like if you watch like the pbs news hour with like the um you know like the the reporters who are just like in front of their bookshelves talking also <laughs> yes like i'm sorry jen but it's like the people on tiktok are like literally like 12 years old they think they will skip, they will go right past her. Like they're not yeah. on there to be lectured to by like a middle-aged woman. Like they don't want that. 
like there are children who are trying to see asses. That's <laughs> it. Like an adult. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Oh, but she's, I mean, her second book is coming out. So she's trying to expand her reach, I guess. Oh my God. I see it. I found her. You found her TikTok. I did. Doctor at Dr. Jen. Guys, oh my actually, God. You shouldn't put Whoa. stuff in your vagina because it's self-cleaning. Ugh. She has 225 followers. I mean, gotta start somewhere. She has less followers than my dog. <laughs> my dog. Uh, you should give BB a, a vaginal cleanse and see if Jen responds. Aw, BB doesn't need a vaginal cleanse. He's self-cleansing. He gives himself an animal yeah, cleanse all the time. Oh my God. Animals really love to do that. He's really disgusting. But he looks so cute. Uh, all right. What was your craziest or your saddest? My craziest was, well, there's like one thing on here that I'll make an exception for, but except for this, I was really disgusted and unhappy with the eight investment worthy detox tools. I just like really had a come to Jesus moment about this stuff, which I've been having every single week where I'm like, this is such a scam. I hate it. Like I, you know, I get like really annoyed yeah, yeah. when I'm looking at it and I'm like, this whole thing is just like creating problems to sell you products to fix that you don't need. And it's like distracting us from living our true lives and from actually being happy. Cause we're always aspiring to be something that we're never meant to be when we could just like be in the moment and enjoy the precious life. The wow. one precious life. You sound like, Pixar's soul. Well, I didn't see Pixar's soul, but I have been reading Goop every single week for the yeah. last five years. So like, that's where I'm coming from. But like, this shit just blew me away and just like made me like next level pissed off because it's like, there's just no fucking end to it. We've got an in-home and an at-home infrared mat for a thousand dollars. What the fuck is that going to do for you? The king of all air purifiers. This is $500. Yeah. A fast mimicking, we know about this one, the fast mimicking five-day detox. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. On. Then there's just regular old detox. The thing that I hate the most in the world, the aura ring. That's the ring that, um, that's like a Fitbit, but it's a ring. It's a, yeah, Fitbit mood ring that it sells your, sells your information to the Russians or whatever. Whoever the hell they want to sell it to. The facial nano current device for serious results i actually do kind of want this but i think this is supposed to get rid of your wrinkles or something yeah and then the reverse osmosis water purifier for 426 dollars like what is the and then at the the very last thing on this list is actually the thing i would buy which i'll wait uh well i mean all of these things are this is this is goop red meat. This is old school, ridiculously expensive stuff that is not necessary. And it, it does read a little differently now when people are so stressed out for such legitimate reasons to, I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems a little uh, sinister. It's just at irritating this at this point. Like I, I used to think this stuff was just like harmless, but now even if it's not like, even if, you know, no one really comes there to buy this stuff. And like, it's just kind of a joke to get you to click. It's like basically clickbait, whatever. Like, it still just like reinforces this idea that there's something fundamentally wrong with you when there isn't, which is their whole, it's not just goop. It's like, I mean, almost every single industry <laughs> in the world. Yep. It's capitalism. I mean, I was trying, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> 
you know, I was not going to say it, but come on. And I wasn't going to say the other word either. Neoliberal. My craziest is somebody that I had the fortune or unfortunate of listening to on um, the Marianne Williamson podcast. Okay. Which I, and I love Marianne, but I have to say that I had to unsubscribe from her podcast. Um, really? Yeah. It was it, every, cause it, it was just too, it ended up being too much like the Goop podcast. It was just her interviewing a different crazy person who wrote a book every week. That's all it was. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't do it, but this guy is, uh, Dr. James Doty and he must be making the rounds right now. Oh yeah. He's on. Yeah. Yeah. He's on this. Um, cause he was talking with Elise and talking with Marianne and he's a doctor. I don't even know what he does. He talks about like stress and compassion and he has like a, an interesting origin story that he was like a sullen teen. Um, and he was, I guess, transformed by an old hippie in a magic shop who told him how to meditate. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that happens in this world. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I think any sort of, I mean, yeah, like alternative person in as a teenager would like wander into these sort of crystal stores and, and hope to be uh, converted into something. I know the, in, in, in Walnut Creek, California, there was a a store called dolphin dream um, that I would frequent. And I, you know, I bought my first, uh, I, I bought my first bowl there. I bought, my first tarot deck about my your first, first bowl. Yeah. They, it was like a head shop slash crystal. Oh. Uh, so it's like, you know, all the things you would do as a teenager. Um, okay. And I'm sure it's gone now, but that I, I, I didn't have a, a crazy lady teaching me to meditate, but I would have been susceptible to it for sure. Of course I did have, there was, I remember this I, in drama class in middle school, there was a substitute teacher named Lisa. Oh God. Who, you called her by her first name. Well, yeah, yeah. She made us, she said, and I, I actually do remember her last name, but I won't say it. Um, <laughs> but she let us call her, or she wanted us to call her Lisa. And she was like, I mean, she must've been in her twenties. She was probably pretty young, but she seemed like old to me. And mm-hmm. she, uh, she was the most amazing um, substitute teacher ever. She was charismatic, uh, we just were, we fell in love with her as like 13 year olds. Like, cause she was like sort of a hippie. I remember she was making these um, collages for like her mom for her birthday or something that was-, it was This like, all sounds like way too personal. Yeah, it was, it was, well, it gets worse. I'll tell you that. Okay. She, at the end of class, she said, guys, I love you so much. And I really want to continue like teaching you. And I don't remember what she was teaching us at all. I think it had something to do with astrology or tarot cards or something, but she's like, I really want to continue this conversation. So what you need to do is next Thursday or whatever, after school, come meet me at Arbolado park, which was like the local park. (laughs) And just, you each have to give me $20 and I'll, and I'll continue this really deep conversation that I have with you. What? And you were, you were like, how old? Uh, thir- it was like seventh grade. So we were probably like 13. Oh my God. I feel like that's like illegal. Uh, so I, me and my friend and like some of the other cool kids in the class were all ready to go figuring out how to get those, you know, those Andrew Jacksons to give good old Lisa 
when yeah. some narc, I don't know who it was, someone must have told their parents that this was happening. And unfortunately, Lisa was let go of the substitute teacher uh, pool for Mount Diablo Unified School District. Well, and what I, was she trying to get you to do? I mean, was it like- I think it was just a, it was just like, no, I don't even think it was a cult. I think it was literally, she was trying to make money and like teach astrology to 12 year olds. And she was like, oh, if I get, you know, 20 kids paying 20 bucks each, that's $400 an hour. It's a lot better than substitute teaching. I don't even really get why that's so bad because I also feel like you're allowed, like can't teachers also be like, I also teach like saxophone after school or whatever. I don't think you're allowed to solicit underage kids for extra while you're teaching and especially if it's astrology no you're right that's really crazy and it's like not in a school it's like in a park it's like there's no it's absolutely illegal um Mm. but we were so pissed off because we were like we were i mean i i remember feeling like this is the most profound woman i've ever met in my life and i am about to start a spiritual journey with her and then it completely derailed and I never saw her again and I have no idea where she is now I honestly I hate cops and narcs but I feel like I would have been the narc in that situation no I mean I get there there are other situations in my childhood where I ended up being the narc um like when this guy that like taught at our daycare that I was even I was really young I was probably seven or eight he um he like took a bunch of kids to like I don't know if it was a batting cage or like a putting green it was some like sports oriented thing but um there were there was like seven kids in his like little honda and like so some of us didn't have um seatbelts and then he like told us to all be quiet and i of course told my mom and then she like confronted the the daycare person and then the guy who was like in his 20s he ended up confronting me on the playground it was like brian i befriended i remember he said i befriended you and i thought i could trust you uh, it was re- it was really like I remember I'm still traumatized by this oh my god uh, what an asshole yeah and then and so then we had like another meeting as and I had to be oh god it was horrible I think he probably why did they make you be in these meetings I don't know I don't know because I think I had to like say my side of the story I actually it's like really embarrassing but like I fully narked on a teacher once and I like wasn't the type but we had this teacher when I was like a sophomore in high school who came in and he would like tell us these like really gross stories about like him having sex with his girlfriend and it was like real about like the things that turned her on and like all of the shit when he was lecturing to us and I just knew he was like getting horny while he was talking about Mm. it and I was like really grossed out and I told my mom but I didn't I didn't mean it in a way of like telling on the teacher it was just like you know in conversation yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like oh, I hate this teacher he's a total pervert you know whatever and she was like I'm calling the school that's totally inappropriate and I was like begging her not to I was like no I was like I made it up like I was like it's not I true know. I was like please don't call my school she did And then the next day he was like, so some of you were upset about some of the stories I'm telling are a little too personal. And I, and I, we heard from some parents and I just want to apologize. And, and everybody was like, oh my God. And I was like, ew, who would tell their parents (laughs) about that? Like, I was like, totally in on it. They were like, 
they were like, oh, someone narked. And I was like, I can't believe some loser would narc. Like you can't even handle hearing about how Mr. Whoever is like playing sex games with his girlfriend and has to leave the house 20 minutes early. So she can, because every time he starts to get dressed, she gets so horny and rips oh his clothes God. off. Wait, how old were you? I was like 15. Yeah. This is, I mean, crazy to think the things that these teachers would get away with. It was too, and it, well, I mean, I almost felt like I could just tell that he was like attracted to like me and like, oh yeah oh. like you could just t- like there were some teachers that were just like horny for the kids and he was one of absolutely them. I mean yeah. so many of the male teachers that I encountered in middle school and high school were so horny for the girls like and the girls yeah. had to deal with so like I don't like t- commenting on their bras or or singling girls out it, it's just so crazy I mean my sister has so many stories of all this they're garbage. so disgusting yeah. I know and then at the end of the year he gave me um the joy luck club after what? he got fired and then he gave me a copy of the joy luck club and he wrote in the thing um I'm sorry that I failed you <gasps> but not that's... like I didn't get an f in the class it was like yeah. as a teacher he failed. that's so intense I know oh my god Wow. So weird. Anyway. Um, let's move on to what would you try? I would try all this stuff in jeans, like hair care thing. Mm-hmm. I've said before on this podcast and I'll say it again. Like I want to get more serious about my hair care. I don't know why this, like I got really sold on this, but she just, dear Jean, this is the question. She wants best recommendation for a clean moisturizing shampoo and conditioner that also detangle. And Jean gives her a lot of recommendations. And I mean, this will end up costing you a pretty penny if you really go by all of Jean's recommendations, which also for some reason includes a scented cancel and a dry brush. <laughs> but I do feel like, I don't know what it was about this, but I think for my 36th birthday, actually, as a birthday present for myself, I'm going to spend like $100 on shampoo and conditioner. That's a really good birthday present. It's reasonable. Thanks. And you'll, yeah, you think like spending $100 on shampoo and conditioner is crazy, but then a a bottle of shampoo lasts you for a long time. It's like not that crazy. Well, I have like kind of a lot of hair. How many, how often do you have to buy a new bottle of shampoo? Well, I have like a subscription for it, but I go through a bottle of shampoo. I don't know, maybe like every, maybe like once a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I have it. I It's like two years for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I just like, I have, you have a lot of hair. A lot of hair. I get it. Yeah. Um, but that sounds good. That sounds like a good plan. It's, um, it's an actionable plan. You have a celebration coming up. You can treat yourself. And um, then you can report back and see how dewy your hair is. Yeah. I'm also thinking of stripping it of the color and re I don't know. I'm having a lot of thoughts about my hair. Interesting. Interesting. Are you going to go short again? Fuck no. Never again. Never again. I'm still, I can't believe how my hair used to grow so fast. It was like, it would just, my hair was so long and it grew so fast. I've been w- trying to grow my hair back out literally for four years, three years. It's crazy. Yeah. Like when, as you age, I think your hair just really, really slows down. It's gross. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a, it's pretty long, I guess. I'm looking at it right now. It's like well below my shoulders, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's still not, I mean, it used to be really long. 
yeah when I think when I first met you it was it was pretty long yeah and it's like I loved it and you have good yeah you have good nice thick hair I got a lot of hair no gray I have never had a gray but I also have like never gone that long without it being colored so Mm -hmm. it could it could have grays that I haven't seen I'm becoming a regular Anderson Cooper a silver fox not quite but getting there no you so you have very you have thick I do. That's knock on wood. One thing I, I, I don't even think my hairline has changed at all in my entire life. I, I don't even, I don't think I'll, ever, I my my grandpa lived into his eighties uh, or almost 90, I guess. And he still had a full head of hair. Genetic lottery. You mm. won. Well, in some respects, in that world. others we'll see to <laughs> TBD. <laughs> uh, so I would try uh, just a couple of things from the healthiest grocery store swaps. Um, we talked briefly, but I do want to try the Miyoko's European style culture, vegan butter. Um, it's not fake butter. It's made out of coconut oil and cashews. Um, I've completely given up on non-dairy cheese. I realize it's just not for me. You don't, I don't need to do it. I don't ever need to try it again. And yet I still, I'm trying to, you know, be as healthy as possible. So I need to find, find ways to integrate plant-based options into my diet. And I'd be interested in trying this. I'm not making any promises. Butter is truly one of the greatest foods ever created. And so I don't think this could measure up, but Everybody I'd, needs butter. I'd be interested in, in, in trying it and see, see what it, see what it tastes like. Taste what it tastes yeah. like. Uh, the other one just briefly is I'd, I'd never heard of this before, but the, um, the best alt grain was is this thing called right rice made from vegetables mm-hmm. and it's like a a quote unquote grain in the shape of rice but it's made out of um lentils chickpeas pea and rice flour i don't know it's probably not very good well give it a shot uh i started making that um i think it, you pronounce it kitchity it's like an indian it's like a rice and lentils all cooked together in one pot Mm, um priya krishna's recipe is really good and it's like so it's just you do it in an instant pot it takes you know five minutes it's so good and it's like feels healthy but also feels decadent a little decadent if you add that that chunk to it it's really good okay let me ask you Mm. so do you use like a whole thing of rice and a whole thing of lentils or no the the recipe that i use calls for uh a half a cup of each dried rice and dried lentils um, but you could double up the recipe if you want How much, how much does that make? It actually makes a lot. Cause you put, you put six, it's, it's a half cup each of rice and lentils, and then you put six cups of water. So it, it makes, it almost ends up making sort of like a lentil soup with rice. Cause the, it's, you, you always have to do the, the red lentils or the green lentils, the ones that really expand and, and sort of liquefy. Um, but it makes it quite a bit, I would say at least, uh, four to six servings. That was my question. Cause I feel like when I make stuff like that, I always end up making way too much and like not being able to finish it. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the recipe that she does is a good amount. Cause it seems like I almost doubled the recipe when I made it first. Cause it seemed like, Oh, a half a cup of rice and a half a cup of lentils seems like nothing, but it may, I would stick with that. Um, definitely don't double the recipe if, if you are, um, if you were concerned about making too much, especially depending on your um, spouse, how into uh, vegetarian food they are. If they're not, you might have to be eating it all yourself. 
Yeah, that's definitely something I would be eating myself yeah. for sure. Um, what would you buy? Oh, so I would buy, unfortunately, from the eight investment worthy detox tools. There was something that got me. It was the last thing on the le- on the list. It's the lettuce grow farm stand vertical aquaponic garden. And it's like this giant thing you get and you put it in your, well, I guess you're supposed to put it outside, but you could also keep it indoors under grow lamps. And it's just like filled with water. And like, it's just like, it grows like lettuce and vegetables out of it. It So I, I looked at the picture of this. It, how big is it? Cause I, I thought this so is it crazy. It looks really small yeah. in this picture, but there are, if you click through, there are pictures of it, like with a person standing next to it. And it's actually very tall is it as tall as a person yeah oh my god see that's cool because i was like 500 dollars. it looked like a little vase that you put on your desk i was if like what the fuck is this it, it's it looks like there's a woman standing next to it and it like comes to like uh, just above her shoulders that's pretty cool like if you had like a weird giant like hydroponic growing system in your house grows like all of your like let it like all of your vegetables and then i feel like 500 dollars is actually like a good deal for that because if that's where all your food, like if that's where all your produce comes from. Yeah. If you stick with it, it's, I mean, it's a money saver in the end. I I mean, I now basically get all my produce from my CSA and that's like 30 bucks a week. Um, yeah. Which is, it's not crazy, but I'm like, Ooh, it actually adds up. It's like, I don't know that I would spend 30 bucks a week on vegetables if I wasn't doing the CSA. Right. Um, yeah, I the CSA is gone. This the I will never again do a CSA, but I I understand that people enjoy them and get a lot out of it. I, I like it. it. It's like definitely there's times of the year where you're like, do I really need you know this many radishes? But um, on the whole, I'm getting the thing that lately I've been getting so into cabbage. Like non ironically, <laughs> I'm gonna say cabbage is the gonna be the vegetable of the decade, 2020s. I believe, I mean, you know, Brian, you always call it, you called the grain. I have a great track record and, and cabbage is just so fucking good. I love it. Yeah. It's so easy. You and just we're do. ready for something new yeah, we're because ready for we're done. New. Kale is dead. Cauliflower dead. is dead. Cauliflower is overdone. Yeah. It's like cabbage, baby. You could do regular cabbage. You could do Napa cabbage. There's some like trendy cabbage that looks like a dildo that people like. Um, but yeah, I do the uh, Mark, no, is it Mark Pittman? No, I think it's Jack, Jacques Pepin uh, in the New York Times app. It's just, uh, you, wa- you wash the cabbage, but you don't dry it. So it's still wet. And then you heat up, it's like half oil and half butter. And then you just put the wet cabbage in and cover it. And it sort of steams and braises at the same time. And you just cook it for like five minutes. And then you just do salt and pepper and literally it's so good. And it's all you need. It's so good. Fascinating. Well, I'll try that. Yeah. That sounds easy. Uh, but that's another one. Just beware. If your partner is not into cabbage, you'll be eating lots of cabbage. Yeah. This is my problem with all food. This is why I go to Trader Joe's. Honestly, it's like single serve. Yeah. And like frozen food. And it's like, you can just, they'll, they'll like it. Frozen food and just like a bunch of little things you can put in a tortilla or whatever. Uh, but the thing I would buy, so this, I got the idea from Goop. It was, um, they were recommending this. What the fuck is it? It was like a, a toothbrush. Oh, it's called Boca. Did you see this? 
No. It's a it's like a bamboo toothbrush that comes with like fucking some toothpaste that doesn't have fluoride in it. Anyway, it just got me thinking about tooth toothbrushes. And so I went straight to the source, mainstream, centrist, my neoliberal toothbrush option. I got an oral B, electric toothbrush. Uh it's coming tomorrow from Mr. Bezos himself. Mm. Um, and I'll see how I like it. I think I'll like it. I saw one of those in CVS and I was really close to buying it. I have had a bamboo toothbrush. It was, I must say, one of the most unpleasant experiences of my entire life. It got mildewy and was disgusting. That sounds so gross. Um, Then I just bought some regular shitty toothbrushes because I've been on like this toothbrush journey where I'm like, it has to be charcoal. It has to look cute. And then I'm like, what am I doing? got some regular ones but i feel like the oral b is where it's at the circle one right yes it's the circle one except you can there isn't it's an attachment for a a brush so you could put an oblong one on if you wanted but it comes with the circle this is recommended by wire cutter as the best electric toothbrush um right now right now it's like 40 dollars on amazon walmart uh target you go to i guess your mom and pop toothbrush store if you want to my mom that's cvs for me (laughs) yeah um i also and i hesitate to recommend this podcast because technically it is a a competitor of ours but uh Mm -hmm. i'm sure you all know uh kate berlant and jacqueline novak have a podcast called poog that started Mm -hmm. it's not completely the same thing as what we do but i do have to say it's very funny and they're really great and um they now say that you have to floss twice a day so now that's what i'm trying to do is floss twice a day I know. And I just started flossing once a day, which is like, uh, yeah, so, I guess I, mean, I got the picks. Oh, you did. I try, I've tried to use those and I can't get into them. I, I don't, my hand, like, I just like a regular flossing motion for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I can't see. I feel like it's easier. The putting my whole, I have to get my, can't get my whole hand in my mouth to do it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really awkward. Yeah. I guess people get used to it. Um, I, I also want to try a tongue scraper. I've never really tried that before. Well, that's on the five minute list of things yeah. along with masturbating. <laughs> five if you can program. scrape your tongue, floss, brush, masturbate, dry brush, put on sunscreen. No. Wh- Next thing you know, an hour has gone by. It's all, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I mean, you're really frantic <laughs> doing yeah. everything in five minutes. I mean, they must have a toothbrush vibrator combo at this point. Well, I mean, I guess you could do a lot with that Oral-B. You're going to have to let us know. If you're really flexible, you could do both at the same time. You'd have to be, yeah, you could. Be a regular Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Or allegedly this guy that I went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we all had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah, totally. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, go on uh, patreon.com slash group yourself. Join our Patreon. We'll have uh, a new bonus up and a uh, a newsletter coming up soon. And we'll talk to you next week. We love you. Bye. 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 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.